You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, I really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. That's right. Sunday morning, Sports Sunday, 1080 The Fan. This is Joe Fisher, Rashad Taylor across the glass. That's right. How's it going? What's up, bro? Nothing much, man. Just enjoying this beautiful weather that we have outside. Oh, man, you couldn't um, ask for anything better. You know, I'm uh, I'm not one to always bring up the weather on the radio you know i feel like that's the go-to that's kind of our in thing. life right in yeah. the, not even just radio but in life is oh man this weather if you ain't got nothing to talk about this it's an weather. easy conversation starter i'm after yesterday and what i experienced uh, i'm pretty i'm done i'm pretty much fed up with this oregon weather in this state and uh while i will not be moving anytime in the near future boy it's got me looking at uh what I'm going to be doing in maybe 10 years. Man, I'm looking at my San Diego friends, my L.A. friends, and they're just having a grand old time in the summer with their shirt off at the beach or their shirt off at a restaurant or just their shirt off anywhere in general, you know, comfortably. <laughs> just all and, the time, no and shirt. And here I am in a sweatshirt in the middle of June. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it, it sucked. And I think it was you last week that was like, or maybe it was Lynch, I can't remember, forgive me, but that was like, a uh, couple days of rain and it looks like we're – you know, it's pretty. It's pretty clear. It looked like we'll be sailing pretty smooth over the next, you know, week or so. It and was then, probably me. Uh, I think we're all wrong. You know, this is the one city that I think a weather report doesn't matter, right? Like, oh we, yeah, we can see that it's going to be. Uh, Talk about failing upwards. Yeah, being a weatherman in uh, Portland. I don't even think they know what they're doing. I think they're just guessing. Yeah, they, uh, that, that's all it is. They like, just have like eight sided die with different types of weather that can happen. Roll it. And they're yeah, like, seriously, all right, that's going to happen. A little on magic eight ball that says, is it going to <laughs> rain today? You know, all signs point to yes. And so that's when they say, well, we got a 60 percent chance of showers. But how wrong can you be like, oh, uh, there's there's going to be snow. No snow comes. And, oh, man, there's a chance that it might just, you know, get a little snow, maybe an inch, and then school's canceled I just in the morning. I just don't think you can plan literally for any type of weather here more than a day before. No. No, you can't. You can't. It's that we have the most schizophrenic weather that you'll possibly find. One day or one minute, it'll be, you know, 30 degrees and just rainy and windy. And then 
an hour and a half later, it's just clear skies and birds chirping, and it's just bar- bar- perfect barbecue weather. That's just the way it goes here. I- I've I've I'm come to the point, Joe, to where I've just conceded to this is just no. how it is. Like See. I mean, and especially living in Vegas. I'm, shout out to Luke. <laughs> living in Vegas for uh, as long as I did, uh, you're not used to even cold weather like that. Like when it gets cold in the winter and fall and stuff like that, um, it's still like 60 degrees, you know, in some cases, 50 degrees. So it's functional weather, man, this sucks here. Yes. And I'm still, I'm still in awe of all the people that walk right past the station and they're running no matter, no matter what the weather is, no matter, you know, rain, sunshine, snow, we've seen it all. People out there still getting their workouts in, but damn it, man, I would, I'd kill for 75 degrees for a week. Well, you know what? I think after this weekend, Rashad, we're in the clear. Uh, I think we might be good for that. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 good. It's, it makes you feel good to say it. But the truth is, like, we don't know. So, th- and this brings me to yesterday. I went and played golf. In the last three weekends, I haven't been able to play golf because of the weather. It's been nice on the weekdays, and it's get- been totally crappy on Saturdays and Sundays. And there's even been a couple Saturdays these last three weeks where I was like, man, I could have. It wasn't that bad today. I could have probably gone out there. So I said for this Saturday, I was like, screw it. It's it's Father's Day weekend. I'm, I'm going to go take my dad golfing. I'll pay for it. We're going to go out, have a good time. And so we headed out to well, Merriweather Golf Club in uh, New or Newburgh, Hillsborough, mm-hmm. back roads there, uh, farmland. And I want to say by... By the end of hole number two and hole number three, it had started pouring raining. And that lasted for two holes, two or three holes, got a break. And then uh, hole 10 came around and it was raining probably five times harder than it was earlier in the round. And I don't know if there's a, no, there's not another sport that's more uncomfortable to play in the rain than golf probably. I will say this is that it was muggy yesterday, so it's it's that warm rain. You know, it's like right. low. It's si- not un- it's not super uncomfortable right. because it, it's not freezing cold. Correct. Yeah, it was like low. Si- like I didn't have any jacket or anything yesterday. I was in a polo and shorts, and I was able to just get through it. By the end of the round, I I was dried up. Like the weather had turned okay, and it, it dried me up. But it was just. It just sucked. I I was just sitting there June, June 18th or whatever it was yesterday in Oregon. You should be good to go. And no. We should be. No. This is this is summer. I mean, maybe not technically. I think that's in a couple days, like the first actual days of summer or something like that. But anything after June 10th should be – actually, June 1st, I think, man, should be considered summer warm weather. And so I'm just praying – that we get good weather until like mid October because we deserve it, and that's what I'm keeping my hopes out for. Is uh, I believe they call it an Indian summer, which I don't know if that's you know like in 2022 if that's what it should be called. If it, we need to have a panel and think about changing that name, yeah, but, we got to figure out why that name is that name. First. But it, if that is a good thing and we get it in October, and then I'll call it Indian summer all day long because I'm down for a nice summer into mid-october that's the you know that would be great that would be great to still be able to uh throw some things on the grill like october 1st i've seen it i've seen it happen a couple times i remember my uh my sister she got married at the beginning of october um years ago gorgeous day 
like 70s close to 80s on that day my dad his birthday's uh mid-october he had a birthday a few uh, years back on october uh, on his birthday that was just again gorgeous one, so it can happen and i'm uh, determined that it will happen this year one of the great things uh well at least as far as being college students uh, you know oregon colleges uh, don't start until the end of september typically usually the last week of september is when most oregon colleges start and so really you get into that you know those first couple weeks of october and it's it's usually still pretty nice and so as you're just starting college or you're just going back to college like that whole introductory part of of that world man it's really important to have some nice weather you know in between there and so that was always kind of a a cool thing about you know going back to school at the end of september because we still felt like we were still going to school in the fall but it felt like summer in certain aspects yeah yeah um someone on the text line makes a fantastic point and i will not take this for granted is that uh we are not on fire like we had last year at this time and uh, I'll also take this over 110. Amen to that. I hear you. I hear you. But, um, you know, the one weekend of the 115 versus the nine months of dealing with rain and cold and cloudy, and it, it, it's gotten to me. And if you, this happens, I would say, maybe every four to five years with me where I am just like, dude, this is ridiculous. I am done with this. I'm sick of it. And then I can go again four years i won't complain i'll appreciate it for what it is and we'll get our summer started in beginning of june but years like this man are just demoralizing it's brutal it's brutal especially and so, this, is, for this is the first summer outside in a couple years yeah exactly so, exactly so Good we, point. We, we're all looking for for nicer prettier nicer and prettier i think would be a, a, a great look for us yeah and my best friend he's uh pretty determined that they're going to be moving to arizona him and his fiance in uh, december and I was talking to him the night before we went golfing yesterday. I'm like, why, man? Why do you come on? You can find a nice house up here. Same price. It's all right. Come on. You know how hot it is down here. And it took one day for me to be like, all right, I, I get it. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, there's a reason people move to Arizona. It's 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 super nice. It's again, it's the desert. But there are certain parts of AZ that are just <laughs> absolutely amazing. Text line. It's no longer Indian summer. It's Civil War summer. Uh, that doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> That doesn't sound as cool. That sounds dangerous. Um, But now it has me thinking, if you had the option to move to any state based on weather, what would it be? Because I understand my buddy going to Arizona, but I just wouldn't want. That's like the complete polar opposite of Oregon where it's like, oh, you don't like rain for nine months of the year. Well, I hope you like scorching hot heat for nine months of the year. Yeah, like so not Florida because it's again, you just mentioned it being muggy and hot. It's swampland. So I wouldn't want to go there. Um, certain parts of California suck, you know, as far as the, the weather, you ever been to Barstow in August or something <laughs> like that? Like not cool, but I, I guess honestly it would, it would probably be, uh, it'd still probably be California just because the simple fact that you have, you have options, you know, you can get that windy breeze of the Bay area. If you really want to, you can get that, those, that beautiful beach of, of San Diego, you know, if you want to get to Santa Monica, you know, somewhere. So I think there's, you've definitely got more options if you choose California and, and aesthetically as well, you know, so depending on kind of what you like, but just everywhere else, like the West coast, we're lucky because when it gets warm here and hot, it's not like it can be sweltering at points, but not like if we were in Mississippi or Florida, or if I don't know if you've ever been to Georgia 
in certain places like that, like it can be yeah. slave ship hot. My, my my grandpa lives in like southern Missouri by the Ozarks, and I've spent a couple summers out there before, and it's, it's yeah, it's not cool. Out it's there not cool. So at least a place that has a nice little ocean breeze or something like that would be would be for the best. BC, you know, uh, uh, Canada, that, that would be nice during the... But again, I think that BC suffers a lot of the problems that we do. Oh, yeah. You know, anything, like, in this northwest area, like, it's it's going to be it's gonna be tough. Again, like, yeah, talking aesthetically, like, the BC is at least... At least if I can be in a city that's cool, I can deal with the rain. That's another thing. When your city sucks, kind of sucks, like, the rain only makes it worse because there was already nowhere to go. Now there are less places to go. Yeah, it, it's rough. It's very rough. Um, I got a list of the best states as far as weather goes, and some of these are going to be pretty obvious. You know, you got your California, you got your Hawaii, right? You got your Texas, which honestly, I probably wouldn't move to Texas because that muggy Texas that, that, heat. That heat is um, cool. Again, Georgia. I mean, in the South, it can get pretty. Dim- Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, South Carolina, probably a little bit more. Uh, yeah, you get a little bit more north there. I was just going to say, I spent some time in Charlotte. Like, I want to say I was a sophomore or junior in high school, and those were two of the sweatiest weeks I've ever had. Wow. And on according to Medium.com, whoever wrote this article, Delaware. Oh, is that from The Onion? Hi, I'm in Delaware. Hi, we're in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> what an upset. Uh, north Carolina, Louisiana. Yeah, I'm probably sticking on. I don't know if there is a one good state to move to. No. Because of weather. No, there's not. I mean, I, I'll go. I'll, I mean, again, even you Hawaii. Move, I've been in Hawaii, and while it is gorgeous, man. That I weather have, is not cool. I have gotten that weather is not crisp cool. there Absolutely. before. Like Hawaii weather, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how that made the list because Hawaii weather isn't cool. And I guess moving to California, you're living in the most expensive state in the world, you know, and so – yeah, it's 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 one of those things. So you're you're gonna gamble either way, but there's no winning really. There's seems. really not. There's really not. Move to California and deal with earthquakes potentially. <laughs> yeah. You know, or move to Texas and uh, and deal with that heat or anywhere else. But yeah, well, so I guess we just kind of have to tough it out here in the Northwest. I got I got nine nine years to figure it out. I'm basically leaving it uh, leaving an open door to Joey. Whatever college, whatever school you want to go to in this country, I will move there with you. Just make sure it's a nice weather state. That's what's up. <laughs> Very good. Very good. We're going to San Diego State. You can Joey. go wherever you want. <laughs> San Just, Diego State. I'm coming Let's with you. Yeah, exactly. All right. So on today's show, we're going to uh, give our final thoughts on the finals, NBA finals, Warriors-Celtics. That wrapped up on Thursday evening. Um, I have uh, opinions on both the teams that participated in that. I'm sure Rashad does as well. And that will then lead us into the very next uh, big moment on the NBA calendar, and that's the NBA draft. There's been some transactions leading up to it, and there was one this last week that I think has drastically changed things for the Blazers. And also, being that this is the last Sunday before the draft, I think we just have to give our final thoughts on what we think is going to happen on uh, draft day on Thursday for the Portland Trailblazers with that seventh overall pick. And, um, I don't know, we'll have some fun the rest of the way. It's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day to you, my guy. Happy Juneteenth out there to everybody as well. Yes, indeed. I believe this is the the first year that it's actually recognized as a federal holiday. Yes, and Odyssey is uh, lacking. It's not on the uh, federal Odyssey holiday schedule yet they said if you're you're more than welcome to take it off but um i was probably i was like i don't know if i deserve that holiday off yeah you know i, I, 
I don't I know. Love you. I, I love your awareness, you know, <laughs> there. However, you know, everybody gets a day off. Guess what? Columbus Day? Columbus, oh, that's not even, shouldn't even be a real day. No. However, if it's off, <laughs> guess who's got going to work <laughs> yeah. and going to get a mattress? See you know, yeah. just saying. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot of NBA stuff, and we'll uh, talk about whatever pops up today. So, text us at 503-250-1080. That is the text line. And uh, you can share your thoughts with Rashad and I, and we will get right into the NBA Finals. Warriors are the champions again. They win the series 4-2. to two. What does it mean for the Warriors' legacy, Steph Curry's, and the Celtics? Jason Tatum not showing up for the Finals. Lots of thoughts, lots of uh, opinions on this that we want to share, so we will get right into it on Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Yeah, I guess we never told anybody where Mike is. Oh, Mike's supposed to be here today? <laughs> yeah. Huh. He's out boar hunting. Forgot about that guy. He's uh, doing his uh, biannual boar hunting trip right now. Yes, he is. He nah, loves, those, uh, loves those boar head. His uh, parentals are in town. Shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Lynch. Just the just the nicest folks. Never met him, so I'll take your word for it. No, they're just the... Gary the... and... Uh... Damn it. I'm forgetting her name. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Just tell me. Mrs. Lynch. <laughs> she doesn't even have a first name. Anymore. Honestly, I was. It was just. I've. Uh, I, I didn't really use first first names. Uh, Damn it! This is gonna kill me. That sounds wrong, but it's not. I know yeah. it's not right. Like Linda. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the names we're coming up with. Yeah, right. Maureen and Linda. They sound. They sound like they could be right potentially. What if she's listening right now and Mike isn't? <laughs> she texts. It's it's, texts it's very possible. Show. You know, uh, Lynch has been very vocal about his parents listening to 
uh, listen to the shows from from time to time. And every now and then, uh, Mr. Lynch will text Mike saying something as far as agreeing with them or maybe disagreeing with them. So, so we know one of them listens. So <laughs> I'd say this: my mom for sure doesn't listen. That's no? that's no, that's that's guaranteed. I don't think my mom still knows I have a show. <laughs> if I'm being yeah, if I'm being real, like so, my uncle came by the other day, you know, just just randomly, and uh, he was like, "Man, you still you still doing the radio thing, huh?" It's like, yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah, man, yeah, still still doing the still doing the thing. But you know, they get up and go to go to church and stuff on Sunday, so and they're not in the car till maybe you know ten thirty or eleven, so yeah. probably don't get much play. But yeah, I got you know family members who are like, bro, you. You're still doing that, huh? It's like, yeah, yeah, man, still, still, still here. Still doing that radio thing, huh? Yeah, that's exactly um, what they say, the radio thing. Yep. yep. Yeah, man. I wasn't too far off, Rashad. What is it? Maxine. Ooh. I, I said Maureen. Very good. <laughs> Very. I was saying that sounds wrong, but it also could sound like it could, you know, it could potentially be going the right way. So, very good. Uh, you know who was very good? Oh, man. Golden State the, Warriors. The, yeah, the the light the light skinned wonder. Man, <laughs> the light skinned assassin. Jeez, the waffle, the waffle skinned man himself. Man, that guy, bro. That 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 dude. He his pronouns are he him <laughs> because he is indeed him. Like <laughs> Steph Curry. Like, who do you think you are? I am. Yeah, man. Listen, Joe. I don't know. I've been watching basketball for a long time. As have really, I. really long time. We've been watching sports for a while. I mean, you got That's, like twenty years on me, so yeah. Just, I mean, dang, don't, don't, put, not that many. Come on, no, not, not, the, not the case, folks. Not twenty years, maybe about fifteen. You know, thirteen somewhere around there. I don't know if I've ever watched basketball or football and had a player truly frustrate you to the point to where I turn the channel. When I watch Steph, sometimes. I was having this argument with a buddy of mine yesterday about Steph and Dame, and I was like, man, Dame steps into all his shots. Very very few shots of Dame's are like, some of them are panic shots, but very few of them, like when he takes a, a three-point shot, it's a it's a good shot. Like, you're okay with it. Sidestep, dribble, sidestep, right, sidestep, left, whatever the case is. The Paul George shot, Paul George tell you it's a bad shot because of where he shot it from and how he shot, but that's a Damian Lillard-type shot. Right, like he's he's used to making those type of baskets. Steph makes terrible shots all the time. Shots that you, if Joey took some of the shots that Steph took, you'd be like, "Bro, what are you doing? <laughs> why?" Like, and that's why I think the the outrage for kids that are shooting too many threes now is because they take bad shots because Steph takes bad circus shots, but they just go in, and it gets frustrating. If you're playing, if he's playing the Blazers and he's doing that. Middle of the third quarter, I'm like, bro, I'm turning the game. I'm turning the channel. I can't watch this anymore. This is bad. He was doing what he was doing the other day. I was like, I can't watch this. I have to turn the channel. And Boston, they were doing that thing to where they look like they're going to come back. But I'm like, this dude is so good, man. Everything he throws up just goes in. Off balance, fading left, you know, defender on him, splash. Like, it's a, it's almost it's a surprise when he misses. When it doesn't go in, you're like, oh, damn. Like, they got away with one there. Because that was water, and I've never seen, I've never seen any basketball player dominate the game the way he does. Like it's, I mean, Jordan didn't dominate the way Steph does. Right. Like uh, Magic didn't dominate the way Steph does. The the Wilt 
and Kareem just didn't dominate the way that he have we ever seen a guard, a six foot two guard, do the things that Iverson didn't do it. Isaiah Thomas didn't do it. Like all these guys that we can think of, like, man, nobody's been able to do what Stephen Curry has been able to do. And it's like it's it's so much fun to watch, but if it's against your team, you're like, I can't watch this. This is this is a he's murderizing us. Yeah. It's I, I hear what you're saying about the dominating aspect because when you think of the most dominating players in NBA history, you think of the Shacks of the world. Yeah, physically yeah. dominant. Right, you know? right. And exact, uh, like, Steph is not physically dominating by any means, but what he does, not just with his shooting, but people forget how good of a ball handler he is in his passing. And, I mean, he goes into the lane. What he does out there is, yeah, it, it reminds me of the Spurs when they beat the Heat. Yeah. In that uh, NBA Finals, I think it was a 4-1. Pass, 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 shoot. Couldn't stand the Spurs up until that point. And then you see them do something like that. You see the team come together. You see a certain player play to that caliber and just show how good they are and how much above they are than everybody else in the series in the league. It's the tip of the cap moment. You're just kind of like, dude, can't even hate anymore. It's nothing but respect. You really can't. And then... Let's just be let's just be honest. Like, when you look at Steph's supporting cast, I'm I'm not saying Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson's clearly good. He's obviously lost a step, you know, and maybe the injury the injury was a lot for him. And who knows? Next year he may be a little bit better than he was this year. But with really a hobbled Clay, somebody that's not all the way himself, Draymond has been. Um, terrible this year for the most part you know like I mean and mind you he's still getting seven to seven assists and seven rebounds but mind you it's, it's a lot of it's because Draymond's not asked to do anything offensively just kind of stand there be a decoy pass or shoot if you're wide open and nobody's ever guarding you like so you're not asked to do a whole bunch but this year Draymond wasn't wasn't as good as he's been in the past so we can say both Draymond and Clay were almost shells of themselves this year. They still won. They won with a bunch of young dudes. Jordan Poole, who was great at the beginning of the playoffs, up and down for the rest of the playoffs, and they still won. Like, they beat a Boston team who beat up on the rest of the Eastern Conference pretty pretty handily on top of that. Like, I mean, the, the way they did Miami, Miami was my pick to go to the finals. And they, you know, when they beat them, they beat the hell out of them. For the most part, they handled all their business until they got to this Warriors team. And then Jason Tatum forgot how to play, I guess, at points. And Steph Curry didn't miss shots. Have you seen him miss a layup? That's what I'm saying. Steph doesn't miss layups. Like he comes in no matter how wild, no matter how left handed goes in. It's like it's there was nothing you can do. There was honestly anything you can do. And we scoffed at the idea of the Warriors being champions this year. No, this year is Phoenix. No, if it's not Phoenix, then Milwaukee's going to repeat. I remember two games into that Dallas series with the Phoenix Suns, I said, man, I don't see how Phoenix doesn't win the entire thing. Just look at them. They're dominant right now. That changed very quickly. Very <laughs> fast. And so, and then here were the Warriors just trucking away and behind Steph Curry. And you know KD is seething right now. There are certain people that are super mad 
about this championship right now. <laughs> KD is one of them. Remember years ago when uh, LeBron left Cleveland and uh, is it Dan Gilbert, the owner of the Cavs? Mm-hmm. He said that we'll win a championship in Cleveland before LeBron does in Miami. So much for that. Two years later. <laughs> this is one of the uh, those better versions of that where the Warriors were kind of like, after Durant left, they're like, all right, fine, leave. We'll win a championship before you do. And they did. Yeah. And it actually, everyone's kind of like happy about it. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> that I they mean, got it first instead of Kevin Durant. And Because we thought that this Brooklyn team with KD, James Harden, and Kyrie, that's a championship team right there, right? That's at least a team that's going to compete for a title, conference finals or otherwise. And it also just goes to show... How- what's the right way of building a team because you've seen it happen with the super teams and you've seen the Warriors now win four championships in the last eight years because of building your team through the draft a couple of transactions you know picking up Wiggins all that but again there's a few there's different ways that you can do it in this league and the Warriors are showing that building it up through the draft and building your team up rather than acquiring all these dudes from free agency making that super team it's a way to have a dynasty. Yeah, pretty, that's the way to start it for sure. Pretty damn impressive. We'll, we'll keep this going into the next segment because I want to talk about these Warriors a little bit more. Um, I want to talk about uh, a few of the players, like you're saying, Clay, Draymond, some of the younger guys on the team, what the future looks like for them. Um, and that's before we get into the Celtics because, man, I. It's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> It's a lot to unpack. <laughs> yes, most definitely. So we will get into that next. But first, Sports Center, Sports Center update. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Is this the most satisfying, the best championship for the Warriors? I I tend to agree that this has got to be out of the four. This has to be the most satisfying. Obviously, winning that first one means a lot. Um, but the two with Kevin Durant, the, they seem a little bit uh, soiled, tainted. A bit because of the circumstances around that. Yeah. And and just with this team, 
again, where they were after Durant left, they had the injuries. They had one of the worst records in the league because of those injuries, not having their horses back. Clay Thompson is out for over two years. Two years has set multiple setbacks. You don't know if he's ever going to be himself again. You really don't know what this Warriors team is going to look like this year. And um, I mean, again, just to bring up Clay Thompson, that's one of the most amazing parts of this story and of this run is getting him back and this kind of feeling like that that original Warriors or the original Warriors squad from a few years back. You got Steph, you got Clay, and you got Draymond, and then everybody else doing their part, filling their role, and you got yourself a championship team. And I think for Steph, him getting the finals MVP, uh, there's a lot of validation in this championship run for the Warriors. So I think out of the four, this has definitely got to be the most satisfying for this team. Uh, I've, I've, you know, that that first one is always, you know, the one that I guess you kind of remember most. But you remember Steph's previous three championships are all against LeBron. You know, they're all against Cleveland, you know, for the most part. So this is the first time that they've been able to play another team and win in the NBA Finals. And it just happened to be the Boston Celtics. It just happened to be as they're going for banner number 17 and you sure you saw Draymond's shirt that he made and you know Boston gave out those t-shirts with the um with the blank the, the big the, the the blank banner, banner and everything yeah. and they kind of Draymond filled in something I'm not exactly sure what he put there but um yeah you this has to feel good it's got to feel good for Kerr knowing that you were able to rebuild and retool and bring in guys like you know we forget James Wiseman didn't play all season you know this year for them uh, but they were able to bring in guys like Jordan Poole and Kaminga and some other guys to kind of spell Steph as he was having, you know, as he was trying to nurse through some some nagging injuries. Some guys that were really able to hold it down for Clay. And you mentioned Clay and the fact that that might have been the most satisfying part of this whole deal. I, you remember him being on the bench, I think it was last season, and just crying because he just wanted to play so bad. And he was frustrated that the injury wasn't healing the way it was supposed to, and he couldn't do the things that he was supposed to. And you just felt bad for that guy because you knew how good of a player that he was offensively and defensively. And so for Clay to come back and to uh, have his moment, because this this could very well be the last time we saw or that we saw like great Clay Thompson, you know, because he didn't look like, again, he didn't look like himself most of the time that he was back. But again, that that might take some time. So maybe he will, maybe he won't. But either way, I'm I'm looking at this team and I'm looking at this this feat that they just had and saying, yeah, this has got to feel good. You won't win one without Durant. The only reason you'd won two other championships is because KD was there, and then Draymond just everything Draymond said was true, and that's what bothers KD right now. It's like, man, we won without you. We don't need you here. And two years later, they're hoisting the Larry O'Brien Trophy and. KD is, you know, was he swept in the first round? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, so KD is swept in the first round, and here Steph is holding the first-ever Magic Johnson Western Conference MVP, and then he gets to hold the <laughs> the Bill Russell MVP award for the first time. Like, yeah, this has got to feel good for everybody, everybody involved. If you're Andrew Wiggins right now, you were a loser. Man. People, talk, people called you soft. Remember the Jimmy Butler thing? And Jimmy Butler was calling him and uh, and Cat and all those guys, man, y'all soft, y'all effing need me, all this type of things. And then you become an all-star starter in your 
what is his second year with Golden State? This is the second year there, yeah? I believe so, yes. So you're an all-star starter. After never making the team previously, now you're a starter. Dame has never started in the all-star game. And, I, I mean, we're not going to go. We obviously know who's a better player between Andrew Wiggins and Damian Lillard, but he's never been able to start the all-star game. And here Wiggins is, and it's really his – First year as an as a all-star starter, and he's won a championship, and he was a huge, huge part of this victory for the Warriors. Like, again, in the conference finals, um, dude's averaging what? Eight, uh, 18. No, that was the last game. But yeah, last two games, 18 points, uh, four steals. You know, Like, man, come on, man. Three, three steals. Like, come on. This dude was out there doing everything he was supposed to do. And it paid off for the Warriors. So you have to tip your cap to this team. Like, it's easy to hate the Warriors because they win so much, right? They're, and, and you look at the team, it's like, man, maybe they're not supposed to because remember that there was a time in the NBA where three-point shooting teams don't win. Like, yeah. they'll never win a championship like that. Live and, by the three, you die by yeah, the three. Yeah, right? And Steph has literally defied, you know, all every, all conventional basketball wisdom. Steph said, nah, we, we, do, we do do it like this. And, and again, the, like, uh, for them, most satisfying, but as – a fan and someone that watches the game, as you mentioned, the Warriors have been very easy to hate over the last seven years, right? But yes. this this season and this team, there are some stories and there are some elements of this that just make it different that you feel good uh, for this team. I mean, you feel good for Clay again coming back. You just mentioned it with Andrew Wiggins. He was – what was the best finish in Minnesota when he was there? They made it to playoffs once as an eight seed? Yeah. He had, he had a lot to prove, and he proved a ton in this series. Uh, again, Steph validating himself. And what are they going to say now? He says after winning the finals and the MVP. Um, just to go back on the Wiggins thing, there was one aspect in this finals that obviously he was great scoring. Um, I believe he led the finals in rebounds as well. But the one aspect that I thought he did a tremendous job on was his defense against oh, Jason Tatum. 100%. Because Jason Tatum coming into the series, he, he was already gassed. And Andrew Wiggins made his life hell even more. And I want to talk about Tatum next in this Celtics team because the ebbs and flows of this series as far as who people thought the best team was and how they thought the series was going to play out. I felt like it changed from a game to game thing, like between game one, two, three, four, five, like feelings were changing about the players, the series and where things were going to end up. And I definitely wanted to talk about the Celtics and Jason Tatum and how they showed up in this series, what it means for them going forward as well. So we will get to that next Rashad Taylor, Joe Fisher sports Sunday, 1080 the fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Sports Sunday, Joe Fisher, Rashad Taylor. Happy Father's Day. Happy Juneteenth to everybody out there. What happened to this guy? Uh, boy, he got sued over this song. Should have paid Marvin Gaye. Um, and then I think there was uh, some other accusations for Robin Thicke that uh, wouldn't it be Pharrell that should have gotten sued though? Because it's his. I'm sure everybody got sued. I mean, it's his beat. Give me all your money. 
Yeah. Everybody that's on the song. I need it all. Um, We were talking about the Warriors the last couple segments, and now I think we uh, started on the positive note, which I like. Now it's time to get negative here and talk about the Celtics team. Because going into the series, the Warriors were the favorite. But then I think after a game or two, people were like, a lot of people shifted their opinions into thinking that the Celtics were the better team. And to be fair, after game three, they were up 2-1. They were looking like the better team. And then they lose three straight. Warriors end up the champions. What the hell happened to the Celtics, Rashad? I mean, one part of it uh, that I think is uh, very important here, and someone said on the text line, is conditioning. How tired were they? I think Jason Tatum, by the time that final started, was absolutely gassed. He had he had a couple good games in him left. Other than that, though, he was done for. I believe he finished with the 18th most minutes in a playoff run in history. So out of all the players that have played in the NBA playoffs from round one to the NBA finals, all the minutes that were logged, he put up the 18th most minutes ever in an NBA playoffs run. That he's <laughs> when you hear that, you can it's probably safe to assume he was probably pretty tired. When when you look, mind you, I'm I'm gonna give I'm not gonna say I'm gonna give Jason Tatum a pass because I don't think that's the case. And yeah, that's what I'll say too is him being tired is not an excuse. You are an athlete, you gotta be ready to handle that workload 100%. and be able to make that run. Hundred percent. Um where I will give him some grace is that I, I challenge someone to find a, a, a team or a player that's had to have the playoff run against the teams that Jason Tatum had to play against. I like I, I honestly I, I put that out there. I, I truly challenge people to say, man, find a more competitive route to the NBA Finals. And I don't know if you'll find one. Yeah. Maybe I mean... maybe I'm thinking the only one I can think of off top, and it's the only because it's the most recent I can think of is Dirk in 2011. Beat the Blazers the first the uh, the, the first round and Brandon Roy's uh, swan song, uh, second round sweeps the Lakers, uh, conference finals they I think they swept OKC or won one or OKC might have won one and that's the OKC team with Harden Durant and um, Westbrook, and then they beat the beat the Heat. Outside of that, I'm trying to think of just like a, like a juggernaut team that you knocked off in route to the finals. Let's think about this, shall we? They swept the Nets in the first round. So KD and Kyrie get off the floor. We're good. Second round, they take the world champion Bucks to seven games and beat them. Third round, conference finals, they go against the first place Miami Heat and beat them in seven. They literally beat every single team in the East that was supposed to win a championship. I had Miami winning a championship this year. A lot of people had Milwaukee going back to the t- to the title this year. The way KD was playing at the beginning of the year and when Kyrie actually finally came on, it was like, okay, the Nets could name a seven seed that's scarier than the Nets, right? Name yeah, a, how many times do we hear they're that? Not, they're not a seven seed. They're really a well, two seed parading as a seven seed because they didn't have all those things we heard, and they took care of them. And then what happened is they got, they got to the Warriors. And the first game, they you could tell they were tired at a point, and then they were able to kick it into gear in the first fourth quarter and win that game. For the most part, for the six games that they were played, they were winning four of them. Like the, you could you could really say that Boston should have won the first four games because I don't think that I thought for 
for the most part, they were better than Golden State for the first four games of that series. But what they didn't have is Stephen Curry. And Jason Tatum just kind of fell apart where it really mattered, you know, which is, you know, for it sucks for a young player and he's going to have to really deal, deal with that moving forward. But I don't think uh, Jalen Brown gets absolved either because he was amazing in the first quarters. Amazing in the first, first quarters and then completely fell off. We talked about Marcus Smart already. It's like what he d- gives you defensively, you don't need him to score for you. You want him to score for you, but that's not what you're looking for from him. It's like Draymond. If Draymond gives you 13 points, that's a luxury. That's not something that you're really looking for him to do every single night, though. And I think Smart got to a point to where he was overshooting. He 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 was taking a lot of bad shots because he was trying to be that third scorer when really they probably should have tried to uh, signal or kind of put things around Al Horford to let him take advantage of the mismatches that he had at a point. Yeah. So I think there was a lot of errors by both the players and the coaches. We have to. We've praised Ime. I've praised Ime. We've praised this coaching staff, this Portland-bred coaching staff. But if we're being honest, Steve Kerr was is still one of the best coaches, the best coach in basketball at this point, and he was able to make those adjustments when needed. This is what they're giving. This is what they're taking away. Let's fight, let's figure out a way to attack, and that's exactly what they were able to do. I think it's fair to say the uh, number one factor in this series was experience. Hundred percent. Team that's been here, team that knows how to win in this environment is ready physically and mentally to win in this environment. They did it. The, that's where the Warriors came up in the clutch. Um, and also, game four, and uh, Brandon Sprague, I heard him talking about this the day after. He was calling it the best game of Steph Curry's career. Biggest game was that game four, him scoring 43 points in the victory. At first, when I heard him saying it, I was like, all right, maybe recency bias. He's all right. He's getting a little over the top here with the take. But when you look at that, the situation they were in, they were down 94 to 90 with five minutes left to go in game four. Celtics win. They're up 3-1 in that series. 3-1. 3-1. I've only seen it happen once where a team comes back from 3-1 in the finals. And at that 514 mark in the fourth quarter, it was 94 to 90. Celtics led 94-90. The Warriors went on a 17 to 3 run to finish that game and tie the series up. Steph had, I want to say, eight in that final five minutes of the game. And it made every single free throw down the stretch. 43 points. Again, 43 points. I mean, you think of someone's best game in their playoff career you're thinking like oh it must have went off for 50 55 just absolutely torched him dame esque steph went for 43 and still made that impact in really the most important game in this series if they don't tie this up they don't they're not winning this series Rashad. no no they're not and again it just goes back to how incredible and how important stephen curry is to not just the warriors but to the nba he's completely revolutionized the way basketball is played yeah. And now everybody is looking for the next Steph Curry. They're and looking for the next, you know, guy that can shoot the lights out from anywhere on the floor. To go back to what you were saying, where kids are shooting up uh, ball, uh, ball. Everybody's 
thinking they're the next Steph Curry no. as well. And they're and they're practicing this. Yeah. And they're and now they're they're having uh, trainers actually teach distance shooting and stuff like that and how to uh, get stronger to be able to get more lift and all all those things are starting to matter now. And without guys like Steph, honestly, without guys like Dame, that's not happening in today's NBA. And so, I mean, I guess it's a good and bad thing. If you're a basketball fan, be prepared to see more and more young players jacking up really long, deep threes, you know. But if it can potentially get you a championship, because Steph Curry is an amazing shooter. We're going to see other amazing shooters. He's probably the – I don't know if he's the best one we're ever going to see. So far he is. But we're going to see other guys that are going to mimic Stephen Curry. Like, growing up, these guys don't have LeBron on their wall anymore. Right, they're, they're, these guys don't have these big lumbering power forwards and centers on their wall anymore. Like we had Shaq and David Robinson on ours. They got shooters. They got shooters. It's Trey Young now. It's Steph Curry now. It's Dame now. It's you know, it's those are the guys that we're really modeling our game, and those are the guys that kids are looking up to, wanting to be John ja Morant. You know, that's that's the difference in the NBA now. So just be prepared for it. So all of you old curmudgeon, get off my lawn basketball fans unfortunately this is the way the game is now and it's only going to get uh those i think they're going to have a four-pointer in, in a while because the three-point shot looks like it's too easy I, for some people i pray they don't i'll pray they don't either but they're making changes and they'll probably put a g league change like this is you shoot from the logo that's worth four points like okay it's weird but if you want to make a situation worse than had a four-point line i mean that dudes will just be hucking it up all the time that that will be horrible TV. That'll be horrible to watch, Rashad. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Uh, from the text line, Souk mentioned how Middleton being hurt and uh, various heat injuries made it easier for Boston. Uh, Rashad's right. Tough, uh, tough road to the finals, but Souk's right too. Yeah, I mean it's a good point. Yeah. No, no Middleton. Um, I don't know if you can make the case that. If the Nets had Ben Simmons, that would have mattered at all. No. I don't think it would no, have. It so maybe um, defensively, if Ben Simmons didn't yeah. shoot at all. He, I mean, hey, he is a all defensive player. Yeah, Ben Simmons. So he would have made an impact on that end for sure. Um, another text. I don't think that Boston should drastically shake things up, though. Phoenix and Utah should, but Boston can improve. I agree. I mean, Boston. Look, super young. They made it to the finals. How often have they been in the Eastern Conference Finals now? Or the second round. I want to say that was their third Eastern Conference final since Tatum's been there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they have the right pieces. And I thought it was amazing what Yudoka was able to do halfway through the season and start to correct the course of this ship and get them to this point where they're competing for an NBA finals. So, yeah, I agree. It's just <laughs> you see how important conditioning is. You see how important the physical aspect and being prepared to – I mean, I hate to go this route, but makes you respect guys like LeBron and Steph and dudes that do this where they have the NBA regular season run and they're perennial, always in the playoffs and have to play another 10, 15, 20 games. And you see that they're able to do it and pull it off. So that's what Tatum's going to have to learn to put yourself above the best in the Celtics is that when it comes to crunch time and deeper in the season, you got to be physically ready. Yeah, so. and so, I mean, the Celtics will get back again. I, I'm with you. They don't need to blow it up yet. They're still incredibly young outside they, of guys like Horford. But. They better get back for Tatum's sake or else he will be 
this will eat at him for his entire career. Yes, he will. And mind you, Tatum's, what, 24, 23, 24? 24, 25, yes. Yeah, so, you know, he's got some time to redeem himself, but it needs to happen soon. Yeah. Got to exercise that demon soon. So, uh, in the second hour, now that the NBA Finals, regular season, postseason, everything has officially ended, it's time to start looking towards next season. Well, I mean, let's be real. Here in Portland, we've been looking towards next season for the last last year (laughs) for a while. So but the draft is on Thursday. We will talk about what we think the Blazers are our official predictions for their seventh overall pick. And there was a transaction earlier this week, Rashad, that I think that uh, it changed things a little bit for the Blazers approach as far as uh, what they might be looking to do with this seventh overall pick. So time to get to the Blazers, the NBA draft coming up, and we will get to that next on the second hour Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 